Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. As the name implies, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into one of several different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who just love to have your own hands on the marketing levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please explore our episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to sign up to get updates about our upcoming episodes and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Today we are going to be doing something very unique. Many of our experts come to the Business Creators Radio Show and they talk about public speaking, advertising on social media, social media marketing, email list building, product launches. And today we're going to look at things from a slightly different point of view. Many of us as entrepreneurs have heard that in addition to taking care of our business, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to eat right, get the right amount of sleep, uh, do all these other things, but sometimes what we discover is that even when we're trying to get enough sleep at night, like we think we're getting our eight hours, we still feel exhausted, or we think we're eating right, but we feel like we're not getting the right nutrition, or we're depressed and we have absolutely no logical reason, so it seems, to be depressed. And what I discovered through many conversations with our guest here today is that in many cases, it really is all in your mind, and we're going to explore what that means. So I'm very honored to bring with us today Dr. Carrie Drizga, who is known as the functional medicine doc, the go-to expert on finding the root causes of health problems so you can feel normal again. She's a chiropractor and naturopathic doctor, host of the popular podcast, The Functional Medicine Radio Show, and author of the newly released hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. She's also going to be launching a home study course called Entrepreneurial Fatigue, How to Fuel Your Brain and Body for Entrepreneurial Success. I'm going to let you know I kind of got a sneak peek of that, and it is awesome. Her private practice is Functional Medicine Ontario, located in Ottawa, Ontario. But with the new book and the new teachings, Carrie is now serving people around the globe. Dr. Carrie, how are you today? Hi, Adam. It is a pleasure and an honor to be on the Business Creators Radio Show. That's what I keep telling people. So <laughs> so here's what I'd like to do. Here's what I'd like to do. Before we jump in here, uh, let's take a step back. And I want to give those of our listeners who may not yet have heard of you a chance to get to know you a little bit. So I read off your bio and your stats and all that other great stuff. But tell us a little bit about your story and what brought you to where you are today. Oh, Adam, I love telling my story, and I think probably a lot of your listeners will resonate with some of it. Yeah. Um, I was 15 years in practice as a chiropractor, and actually, if I just take one step back, five years in practice as a chiropractor, I had the realization that I was not happy with my job. I was just not happy with the career path that I chose, but I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I still had student loan debt to pay off. <laughs> so that was just five years in a practice. And so then 15 years in a practice is when I decided 
I really wanted to do functional medicine. And in order to do that, I needed to go back to school and get another doctor degree. And so that meant having to move from Canada to Chicago for two years to uh, be in class 30 hours a week, plus taking exams and studying and doing term papers and blah, blah, blah. And on top of that, I would fly back and forth to Canada to see my patients. So I did this insane schedule for two years. And, you know, we, we've all been there at some point where you just have to suck it up. You just got to get through it in order to get to the, uh, the, uh, the golden ticket at the end there. And for me, it was the diploma. And so I was about six weeks into this, in, I should say six months into this insane schedule where I was burning the candle at both ends. And that's when the fatigue really started to hit me. And I knew it was just simply all of the stress that I was putting my body under. And so I just, you know, suck it up and just get through it. And then I graduated and I took my board exams and whatnot. And then I thought, well, gee, all I really need is to get some rest now and everything will be back to normal. And so I slept like 10 hours a night and I took like a two-hour nap every day, and my energy did not improve. Right. And on top of that, Adam, what was, what was more scary for me is that my brain, it had felt like I had fried my brain going back to school. Like my memory, at that point, my memory just sucked. I had so little concentration. I, I felt like I had adult ADD at that point. <laughs> starting projects, yeah, starting projects, but never getting anything done having a million things of, on my to-do list, but g- darting back from one thing to the other and still never getting anything done. And so then I decided once my license came through, I could finally, I could finally treat myself with functional medicine. And so I started testing and treating and testing and treating, and that's where I finally got my energy levels back and I finally got my brain health back. And that is what really ultimately propelled me to write a book. Right. Yeah. And it's a great book as well. Now, uh, here on the Business Creators Radio Show, uh, we provide our listeners tools and techniques and strategies to help them quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that anybody tells them they need to do, except for those two little factors of time and money, which you've alluded to already. Now, this is a question we ask everybody who appears on the show. And what I like is not only the variety of different answers we get, but also the variety of ways that the question is interpreted. So how do time and money impact what you're sharing with us today about how to fuel your brain and body for entrepreneurial success? Oh, that's a great question, Adam. So time, I guess for the, for the uh, time factor that all of us, including me and including you and every listener listening right. right now, all of us need to take the time to take good care of ourselves. And, you know, we're so busy with all of the business stuff that, that needs to get done that we often forget to take the times to put ourselves first, that really your number one business asset is you, and that means you need to be healthy and you need to stay healthy. So I guess that's part of it is just taking the time. And so I try and do that within my, my own life in that I try to maintain balance between my work schedule and my personal life schedule. And I'm still working uh, 
probably like 60 hours a week, but I find time for myself to get out and enjoy life, you know, take a walk with my two basset hounds, uh, take some time and just enjoy, you know, sitting down with my husband with a nice glass of wine, things like Uh that. So that's about the time factor. And then what did you say about the finances? Time and money. Time and money. Okay, so, yeah, money is always... Money is always uh, part of the puzzle of trying to run your business and, and trying to keep yourself healthy. So I would say when it comes to money, there is a lot of free resources available right now at your fingertips on the Internet, a lot of good free resources. And I'm not just talking about my own website here. There's right. a lot of free information out there that all of us can be taking advantage of, whether it's eating a more healthy diet, doing more time management, stress, stress management, stress reduction techniques, how to get exercise, how, how to cram exercise into your busy life, and how to get good, healthy amounts of sleep. So I guess, I guess that's the best way for me to answer your question, Adam. I think that's a great answer, actually. And, you know, just a little bit of a personal confession for our listeners. Part of what attracted me to Dr. Carey and her message to begin with was I went through a similar thing just a few months ago. At the end of December 2014, uh, my company brought on a lot of new business, and these were all awesome clients. I mean, there wasn't uh, there wasn't a slacker in a bunch. I mean, I, it was the type of work that we wanted to be doing, the type of things we wanted to be involved in. We had all kinds of partnership opportunities coming to our door and everything else. You'd think I was riding high as a kite. In fact, according to my accountant, 2014 was our most profitable year ever in the 11 years that we've had the company open. And wouldn't you just know it that right about then is when the crash came. It's like something happened. I lost all my energy. I lost all my focus. Um, you'd think that uh, you'd think that by the reactions I was having that my just collapsed. But no, uh, I was on top of the world until this happened. And I read uh, a draft of Carrie's book at the time. She gave me some information uh, regarding this, and I realized that a lot of this actually applied to me and by implementing some of what Dr. Carey is going to share with us through the rest of our time here today I found that that was one of the great contributing factors and helping me reverse that trend and get us back to where we need to be so you heard me mention earlier that uh, a lot of what's going on could be literally in your brain Uh, so what I want to talk about here a little bit is good is having good brain health and why that's vitally important for everyone so uh, how can poor brain health cause things like mental fatigue, brain fog, poor memory, depression, and anxiety? And what can we do to keep our brain sharp and focused? As I said, this all happened to me when you least logically would have expected for it to happen, but lo and behold, it did. And I think I'm not the only one. So this is an excellent question. So about brain health, you heard it a little bit in my story that I was under tremendous amounts of stress. And actually, the stress hormone cortisol actually has a direct impact on the brain. Dr. Robert Sapolsky, he's a PhD at Stanford University. He has done the majority of the research on this, and that when you put your body under chronic amounts of stress, the cortisol levels get out of balance, and that actually atrophies your brain or it shrinks your brain. And that's like, that's not something that we want for anybody. So that's one reason why we want to take good care of our health 
and practice good stress management techniques. And then on top of that, I, Adam, I have found that most fatigue is not so much physical fatigue. It's more like mental fatigue. It's like your brain is tired because we as entrepreneurs, we're always using our brain. And so usually in time, what happens is we start getting imbalances within the four major neurotransmitters, the four major brain chemicals. So there's acetylcholine and that brain chemical, when that's out of balance, that's like having the typical senior moment where you're like, you're searching for the word, it's on the tip of your tongue, but you can't figure it out. Or you pick up your phone and you forgot why you had to pick up your phone. Or you walk into a room yes. and you forget why. So that's like all very typical. And this can be happening in your 30s. And that's, yes. a, that's a very typical sign of acetylcholine imbalance. And then the next one is serotonin imbalance. And a lot of people have heard of serotonin because of serotonin deficiency is very commonly correlated with uh, feeling sad and feeling depressed. Uh-huh. But... What a lot of people don't know is if serotonin is out of balance, you'll have less energy on a cloudy day. That's very common for serotonin imbalance. And then the other thing is having a hard time falling asleep at night. That can be falling asleep or getting really good deep sleep. That is very classic for serotonin imbalance as well. And then the third neurotransmitter is dopamine. And dopamine is really important for us who are in business and we are achieving and, and some of us are overachieving. I mean, I'm one of those. Right. And that dopamine is what gives us the reward. And so if we're low in dopamine, we have a hard time motivating ourselves, motiv- motivating ourselves to get projects done, to get work done. And we tend to procrastinate more. And a lot of times I've seen, especially with my patients that I see at Functional Medicine Ontario, getting their brain chemistry into balance, especially dopamine, they get so much more done in their typical average day. And then the the fourth and the last neurotransmitter is GABA, which is GABA aminobutyric acid. Um, GABA is the only neurotransmitter that kind of puts the brakes and slows everything down in your body. And so what happens is when we don't have enough of this one, we're going to feel this inner inner tension. We're going to have a hard time managing stress. We're going to always feel stressed, but for no particular reason, stress and dread inside. That's all very typical of a GABA deficiency. So the more and more we drive our brains thinking and thinking and doing and doing, and if we're not taking good care of ourselves, we can create these neurotransmitter imbalances and then that will have a trickle-down effect of poor memory, foggy brain, hard time concentrating, and a hard time coming up with creative new ideas to grow our businesses. Right. Yeah, and then you were very correct uh, backing up what I said earlier. It really is all in your brain, but not the reason that we would think of. Because uh, a lot of people might say, well, it's all in your head. You just need to you just need to convince yourself that you got a good night's sleep or you need to just suck it up and do it. Well, you know, a lot of people feel, well, I am sucking it up and I am doing it, but it's not working. Or uh, exactly. I, 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 rec- yeah. I recognize that uh, I'm just uh, in a psychological place here. So I'm doing my meditations and I'm 
balancing my work and my life and I'm enjoying myself with a good glass of wine in the evening and and shutting down after six or whatever they feel is best, but it's like the energy and the focus just aren't there. So what do you think is a good approach in terms of a diet for having better brain health and how can busy people eat healthy to boost their happiness and success levels because the busy people uh, typically can't count on their meals will be at exactly the same time every day. Yes. Oh, this is, this is another great question, Adam. Okay. So diet is a huge component. Your food really is your best medicine. You know, I kind of think, that a lot of us has, have been sold a bill of goods that medicine comes in the form of a pill and it takes 10 years to develop and it takes billions of dollars and lots of research. But actually your best medicine really is your food. And your food can be your friend or your food can be your enemy. So there's, there's many different answers to this question. And I, only, I know we only have so much time also. Right. So I'm going to try and, and breeze through as much as I can for your listeners. So First off, we want to make sure that we're getting adequate amounts of protein in our diet. So protein is the building block for the majority of brain chemicals. And if you're not eating enough protein, then you don't have enough of the building blocks to even make the brain chemistry happen. So at a bare minimum, so protein levels, it, it kind of depends on how active you are, but at a bare minimum, um, half your body weight So your body weight in pounds, I know some of our listeners are in Canada and they're in kilograms up there, but half your body weight in pounds, that's how many grams of protein you should be eating on a daily basis at a minimum. So you can easily do like start for a week, kind of uh, uh, writing down all the food that you eat and kind of estimating how much protein you're eating on a daily basis and if you're hitting that number or not. So like right there, that's fundamentally step one. And then uh, step two is, and you kind of alluded to it a a little bit earlier, that some of our listeners get so busy that they start skipping meals, and that can be really bad. So your, your brain basically needs three things. It needs oxygen, it needs stimulation, and it needs glucose. So making sure that we're getting good, steady amounts of glucose to our brain all day long means that you need to be eating your three meals a day and some people also need to put in two or three snacks in there to help keep fueling your your brain with adequate amounts of blood sugar all day long so it's it's actually not good to to skip your breakfast it's actually not good to just keep waiting, oh, I'm busy right now, I'll eat later, and then later comes and, oh, I'm still busy, I'll just eat later. That's not good because what actually ends up happening is you get lower and lower amounts of glucose or blood sugar to your brain, and your brain is going to start to put the brakes on. Okay, so we talked about protein and blood Mm -hmm. sugar or glucose, making sure you eat all day long. And then the other thing is healthy fats. I think... A lot of us also have been sold a good on fats that fats are bad. And the reality is your brain is mainly made up of fat. And you need to eat healthy amounts of fat to keep your brain healthy. And by healthy fats, what I mean are the omega-3 fats. So we get those from eating uh, fatty fish. We get those from eating walnuts. You could take 
Me personally, Adam, I hate eating fish and seafood, so I just take fish oil supplements. Okay. There's also um, there's also vegan sources and vegetarian yes. sources of omega-3 fatty acids. Yep. And then other things like uh, nuts and seeds, avocados, um, olive oil. We just want to make sure, oh, and my other one is coconut oil. I am in love with coconut oil. So these are all good, healthy fats. So protein, making sure we're eating regularly through our day and getting good, healthy fats. When we look at all of that together, really the best diet, like if we had to like generically give a diet, really the best diet for that would be the paleo diet, which is the caveman diet. I'm, so going I'm back familiar to with it, yes. ancestors originally ate. Yep, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with it. I know somebody who is on the uh, paleo diet and does credit uh, it for an increase in her health as well, particularly in areas of concentration. So I think you're on to something as far as that. And you know, as far as yeah, I mean, I, obviously, you know, myself being vegan, I'm not going to go for a paleo diet. But uh, I think the, one of the important things we need to take out of this is, regardless of your dietary choice, you can find what you need. It's just a matter of, I mean, like for instance, um, you know, many people who uh, are vegetarians or vegans, you know, including myself, do it largely for ethical reasons. But then it's great to have those ethical reasons. And uh, it's definitely a reason to do it. At the same time, you also need to make sure that you yourself stick around for the long haul to advocate for that position. And doing that means having a clear mind and energy. So do the research to find out where and how you get what you need for your brain to function properly, I think is a message we need to take away from that. Exactly. And again, we're just giving really generic suggestions. When I do have patients in my office that are vegetarians and vegans, we try and modify and find a diet that fits them the best. So I wish I could give all of your listeners like a personalized plan of attack for their diet, but we just, we don't have time and that's just right. not possible on this radio show. Um, but right. Yeah. So for the ve- vegetarians and vegans out there, there are definitely options for you as well. Yes. Yes. I think there's an option for just about everybody um, if you're willing to take the time and invest. So let's uh, change our focus here for a minute to stress. And this is something that I think most entrepreneurs have at least heard of. Uh, Many of our audience (laughs) members are stressed out at some level. I mean, you remember me two months ago. I couldn't couldn't see from one S to the other S on the end of that word. Uh, I mean, uh, so how... From your experience, does stress contribute to what's going on in the brain, the poor brain health, the fatigue, the brain fog, the depression, and the anxiety? And uh, how can we get these stress levels in check so we can go about our business? So again, Adam, I I alluded a little bit earlier to the uh, research that's been done by Dr. Robert Sapolsky on cortisol levels. So when we are under chronic amounts of stress, So day in and day out, we're under chronic amounts of stress. Our body shoots out this hormone. It's called cortisol. And the the whole reason we have cortisol in our body is to help protect us from the harmful effects of stress. And what happens is most people are day in and day out, stress, stress, stress. They slowly drain and tap out their levels of cortisol. And then that's going to have a whole domino effect on your body because Cortisol impacts 12 different body systems, which means when cortisol gets tapped out, 12 different body systems are going to start being affected. And that includes how you regulate your blood sugar, 
that includes how your thyroid functions. It has a direct effect on your nervous system and your brain. It affects your immune system. It affects your sex hormones, your digestion. I mean, honestly, it affects everything. Right. And so what we want to do is for, for stress, there are mental, emotional stresses, and then there are physical stresses that can be generated from inside your body. So I think everybody is familiar with the mental, emotional stresses, but not a lot of people really think about, well, gee, stress can be generated from inside my body. That could be something like eating foods that you're allergic or sensitive to, whether you know it or not. So like a big one for that is uh, gluten. Gluten is a known stressor in the body. And there's been a lot of research that's come out just in the past year of how bad really gluten is for all of us. And it's it's hard to admit that because, damn, gluten tastes so good <laughs> <laughs> on, on pizza and bread and pastries and whatnot. But it it creates stress inside your body. So if you have mental emotional stress and then you top that off with gluten at breakfast and lunch and dinner, that's just added stress and it it drives the whole uh, domino effect of your body slowly losing health and you're slowly losing energy and your brain is becoming more and more unhealthy. And then uh, the the other major internal stressor that I find in a lot of patients because what happens when we're under stress is it, it lowers your immune system, so your immune system gets weak, and that means you're more vulnerable to attack from foreign invaders. And those foreign invaders would be parasites, yeast, uh-huh. bacterial overgrowth. And so now you start getting a little bit of a, an infection in your gut, and you don't realize it's there, but it's just slowly robbing you of nutrients and robbing you of energy, and this whole cycle continues. And so that's how sometimes people get to the point where they're like, well, I'm doing everything right, but why do I feel so crappy? Because sometimes it's inside, and and we really have to look deeper, and that's where specialized testing comes in. But getting back to the stress part, so stress management is something that I think we could all do, well, Maybe I'll just say me. I know I can be better at doing stress management and probably a lot of the listeners out there. So one of the things that I recommend is there's a vibration bracelet that you can buy online. It'll vibrate on your wrist once an hour. It's just a little reminder to say, hey, you know, slow down a little bit. Take five deep breaths right now. And if you start doing that regularly throughout the day, you will automatically start lowering all of those stress hormones in your body. Something as simple as that. And then for other people, like they like to do a little bit of meditation, even just five minutes of meditation can have tremendous effects on your body. So a simple meditation, this is actually one that I use in the office when patients are on their acupuncture needles. I'll shut the light off and I'll tell them, okay, this is what I want you to do. Every time you take a deep breath in, I want you to imagine your most favorite color coming into your body and just flooding your body all the way down to your fingertips and your toes. And then hold your breath, and then I want you to exhale. And as you exhale, I want you to imagine a color that you hate or just blackness coming out of your body. So it's like we're bringing good energy in, 
and we want all of that bad energy to leave. So I have patients do this while they're on their acupuncture needles for about 20 minutes. But the reality is anybody could do this for just five minutes, just once a day. And I think for a lot of people, the hardest thing is to just remember like, hey, I need to do some relaxation. And a simple thing could just be putting it into your electronic calendar, scheduling it into your day, just like you schedule everything else, schedule five minutes of doing meditation or relaxation, whatever you like. Right. Right. Here's a, a different direction that I want to go with this, because I think this is something that uh, we we hear alluded to, but I'm thinking it might have a greater impact than we recognize. Uh, what about some of the technology around us and what computer screens and smartphones do to our brain? Oh, yeah. <laughs> computer screens and smartphones. Oh, okay, so... Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that computer screens and smartphones, the, the light that comes off of those screens is actually, um, it's actually a lot brighter than the light coming off of a television screen. So if you are on your computer or your tablet or your iPhone too late in the evening, what's going to happen is it's going to start um, it's going to start impacting your brain's ability to make the hormone melatonin. And melatonin, a lot of a lot of the listeners may have heard of. People usually take melatonin to help them sleep at night. Well, your brain should be making lots of melatonin, and that happens when it's dark out. So when people are on computers and tablets and iPhones too late into the evening, their brain will not be able to make adequate amounts of melatonin. And then that means you will not get the deepest amount of sleep of sleep that you should that night. So a, a simple thing is to just turn that turn those things off a couple of hours before you plan on going to bed. And then Adam, there are some technologies that I'm actually not that familiar with different gadgets that you can put on your your phone and your computers so that the color the background color of the screen changes during the day so that it has right. less of an effect on the melatonin i really don't know much about that at all except that they exist i don't know how well they work or not or these like yellow glasses you can wear again <laughs> i know that's out there but i don't know right. how effective that really is right and and and, and i was you know, I've been doing some thoughts on this as well because I noticed and I'm thinking this doesn't make any sense for me because this doesn't match what come the words that come out of my mouth on a regular basis. But why is it that whenever I'm uh, stuck in a place I don't want to be, in other words, I'm in a meeting, um, I uh, find myself playing with my smartphone and I'm thinking, why am I playing with this? I know this isn't even really important. And I, and I, I just start without judgment paying attention to what led me to the smartphone. Where it began was, I really just want to know what time it was because you already got a sense of my thoughts about having to be in any sort of meeting whatsoever. I basically want to know when's it over because I want to get out of there. <laughs> so uh, naturally, I'm going to be checking to see what time it is. So I pick up the phone because it has a clock on it. With me so far? Yeah. And because the thing, the way the thing is designed, every time any type of activity happens anywhere – little lights start flashing up, little icons start appearing at the top, and some of that stuff can't even be turned off. The smartphone was designed, at least in part, with the idea that it would be an addiction. It would draw you 
to something that you would not be able to resist. So here I am. I just want to take a quick glance at it because I just want to know what time it is and how much longer I have to sit here before I can get out. And, uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. My blue light is flashing. Well, blue light, is that Facebook or the email? Oh, the green light, what's that? Uh, red light, what's going on? So next thing you know, I'm clicking one thing, and then I notice that there are alerts on other things. And before you know it, uh, 10 or 12 minutes have passed by, and I've been pulled down a, uh, a clickbait rabbit hole. <laughs> These things are designed to keep us to keep us uh, drawn into them. So one of the things that I've learned to do is uh, the moment I'm ready to be productive on anything, whether it's working out of my home office or wherever I'm at, is I turn the smartphone off. I mean, what do I really need it for? You, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I just turn it off. Not vibrate, not turn it upside down, put it in a drawer, turn it off, because there's nothing happening there that needs to be happening. That's, a, that's, that's the first thing. Second thing is I started wearing a watch again. Because after all, why was I looking at the thing in the first place? I want to know what time it was. The watch isn't going to exactly. send those things into my brain. It's just going to tell me what time it is. There you go. So it's little, so it's, it's little things around us. And, uh, and so what you're saying is if we want to pull all-nighters or we want to work late at night, first of all, we probably shouldn't. And second of all, even if yeah. we do, we should probably try and find something offline to do. Like if, uh, like if we're uh, working late because we suddenly got inspired to write great copy, maybe now is the time to get out the notebook and pen. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right, I can I can work with that. I certainly certainly can. Uh, so that's very interesting. Uh, is this also the reason why people who work the night shift sometimes find it difficult to sleep during the day because of the whole melatonin thing? Because the melatonin is producing while they're at work and while they're up and running, and when they're finally home at eight o'clock in the morning, this is why they need blackout curtains because otherwise they won't be able to sleep. Yeah, people that do um, shift work. And, and the, what really screws up the body is people that do alternating shift work. So like they're two weeks on a normal shift and then they're two weeks on the night shift and then they're back two weeks on the normal shift and then they're back two weeks on the night shift. That is actually the worst for the body. So all of that ends up screwing up your melatonin cycle and your cortisol cycle. And both of those things are, are um, integral to your whole sleep-wake cycle. And it ends up having a, a huge domino effect in the right. body. And unfortunately, there are some people who are in a situation where they just, they have no choice but to work these crazy hours, these, this shift work. And, and for those people out there, the big thing is to sleep when you should be sleeping and be awake when you should be awake. And if you should be sleeping during the day to, to keep you in this shift work cycle, that you really do need blackout shades on your windows yep. so that you are getting deepest amount of sleep. Yeah, my mother used to work at night shift for years on end. So in the bedroom, they bought special blackout curtains. And the door was kept closed for as long as it needed to be. Uh, for years, she tried other things like just uh, sleeping on the couch, uh, get, taking a nap not long before she had to leave for work. But none of this stuff would really work. Yeah, and I've noticed... Um, for my patients that go into shift work, I notice like if you, if you keep an eye on them within a couple of years, it looks like within two years that they've aged 10 years, like it has that much an effect on your body. 
Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, and the reason I'm delving into this a little bit is for some of our entrepreneurs. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, particularly in the marketing areas, do sometimes find themselves working later in the evening. And the reasons are many. For some, that's just when their peak creativity mm-hmm. seems to be. Another case yeah. is, uh, that, well, this is really the only time they can get any work done without their phone ringing off the hook all the time. Now, I myself uh, cured that one a long time ago, which is uh, I only take calls by appointment during specific times of the day. So that's a very, mm-hmm. a very easy solution to that. But there are folks out there who just for some reason feel they can't seem to get there. My advice to them, of course, is hire somebody to answer the phone for you during those hours. Yeah. But uh, but not everything works for every single person. And I think ultimately we need to make some decisions in our businesses and our lives about when we're going to be productive and what have you. I mean, I find that sometimes if I work later in the evening, uh, you know, I may, you know, push through, suck it up, get the job done. And by about midnight or one o'clock, I'm, you know, dusting my hands. I got a success story in front of my hands. Uh Oh, now I can't sleep. Yeah. Cause I'm all charged up. Yeah. From, from having the screen staring back at me uh, in the room or, or in this case on my balcony that's basically dark and the only light I'm really getting is coming from the laptop and now I got to find out why it is I can't rest. I mean, uh, it's like, so, so I'll do my victory lap. That's great. I'll uh, do something relaxing. I'll read a book or something. That's great. Why am I still jumping around? It's goodness gracious, 3.30 in the morning, I got to get up in three hours. And so what mm-hmm. you're telling us, Dr. Carey, is a lot of it's in my brain and it's the melatonin. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it is in the brain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's all in your head. No, all right. Yeah, a lot of it is in your brain. And <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we all go through these times where we have such inspiration that we just keep pushing into the wee hours of the morning but to do that on a regular basis, you really need, need to make sure that all of the other factors are in good balance so that, okay, if you're not getting good sleep, well, then you better make sure that your diet is great and your exercise is great and you are doing your stress management and you're drinking enough water every day. So you got to make sure like all of the other things are perfect in order to, to have, um, you know, to try and allow for that little bit of wiggle room to be able to pull a lot of late nights like that. It's very hard to balance. And honestly, some people are just, they're built to do it. Like from a genetic standpoint, they, they really can handle that amount of stress on their body. But most of us genetically, we are not able to do that. And it's just a matter of time before something happens and your body tells you, you really need to slow down, which could be uh, a, a flu that just won't go away or a cold that just won't go away or a sinus infection. Like you will get to a point where your body just says, that's it. I'm going to make you sick because I need you to slow down because I need some rest. Right. I think that's part of what happened to me a few months ago. And it was a combination of the stress that comes with being suddenly so much more successful because that means you have Mm -hmm. a lot more on your plate, a lot of things uh, you got to keep moving. And the trigger, the catalyst for the crash is uh, we had four different projects that all got slowed down because of a conflict between two technologies that all four of the clients were using. And that, and that threw the entire schedule for all four of those projects off by about two weeks. And by that time, I was so deep in a hole of everything else that uh, 
all these other things set in. I mean, looking back retrospectively, I think that was a piece of it. And without paying enough attention to my brain health and what's going on in my head, that uh, it led to problems when I should have been on top of the world dancing for joy on a daily basis. Yeah, so that's why we really have to take good care of our health throughout, you know, no matter where you are in your business right now, if you're just starting, if you're thinking of starting and you're working your full-time job but starting your business on the side, right. or if you're on the other end of the spectrum where you are highly successful, all along the way you still have to take care of your health. And that's one of the reasons why I'm just so grateful that you have that you're having me on uh, your podcast right now because people tend to forget about that one thing and your best your biggest asset in your business is you, and you need to stay healthy. Yes. So, in line with all this, I know we still have about 15 so minutes left here, so we still got some time to cover some ground. Um, do you know of any specific vitamin supplements that we can use to help with boosting our brain health? Because I can imagine we have some people listening right now that are thinking, boy, I can't wait till the top of the hour so I can run out and buy some stuff and be more productive this afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to go right, I'm going to go over to the vitamin shop and buy my vitamins. Yes. yes. Yeah, there, there are some specific nutrients. So at the top of my list is B12. And yep. the reason I say B12 is in my practice, I check everybody's blood work. And so I know what the B12 numbers are out there. And most people, so so the range of B12 on blood work is from like 150 to 700. Uh -huh. And if you fall within the range, your doctor will say everything's fine. Don't even worry about it. But the problem is ideal levels of B12 is over 600. And most people, their blood work, they're in the 200. So they're on the low end of the range. So it means like you have enough B12 so that you're not, you know, getting clinically sick, but not enough B12 to really be ideal for, for health and for brain health. So something so very simple is just start taking a B12 supplement every day. And B12, it's very easy to find. The best B12 supplement would be a sublingual form, which means it's got to melt under your tongue. And yep. B12 is a water-soluble vitamin, which means if you get too much in your body, you're just going to pee out the excess. So you cannot overdose on B12. And I've started this every day. I take 5,000 micrograms, 5,000 mcg of B12. And within a matter of five minutes, I can already feel my brain perking up. So that's something simple to do every day. And especially when you're under huge amounts of stress, you want to take even more B12. So that one's at the top of my list. And then next on the list is uh, magnesium. Magnesium, again, is a water-soluble nutrient. If you get too much, you're going to pee it out. Magnesium is responsible for over 350 different chemical reactions in our body. So it is a necessary nutrient for many different parts of your body. And magnesium deficiency is it actually quite common because of the way we farm these days with the, with the uh, factory farming, our soil is depleted of magnesium. Which oh, means don't get me started. The fruits we and vegetables are depleted yeah. of magnesium. Yeah, I know. We could go off into a whole tangent on this. Uh, but yeah, so, so we are not getting enough magnesium. 
And so very simply, you can go out and buy um, magnesium. comes in many different forms, but the best one would be magnesium glycinate. That's the one most of it's going to end up in your bloodstream instead of your toilet. And this is going to sound kind of weird, Adam, but remember I'm a doctor here. What you're going to do is slowly start taking more and more magnesium every day, so one more capsule every day. And if you start having diarrhea, that means you've hit your limit, you're now taking too much. So that's the warning sign that you are getting too much magnesium is simply you're going to have some soft stools. So back off a little bit, whatever that is. If seven capsules a day gives you soft stools, then go to six. Every day start taking six capsules. And that will also help boost your brain health and your energy. That, see, and again, it's sometimes these things we have to look at. So basically, you've moved from our head down to the other end. So basically, we have to look from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. All right. Oh, I, and do I, I like have time it. to add in one more, Adam? Yes, you do. Okay, so then the other one that I'd love to add in is vitamin D. So vitamin D, well, I'm in Canada, and pretty much everybody in Canada is deficient in vitamin D because vitamin D is known as the sunshine vitamin. We really cannot get enough vitamin D just from food alone. We really need to get it from sunshine. Right. And unfortunately, most of us are working, working, working. We're sitting at our desk. We don't want to go outside and get uh, the sunshine to, to make the vitamin D. And so um, we really should be supplementing with vitamin D. And unfortunately, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, which means it can build up in your body to toxic amounts. So this one is one that you really want to make sure you do have a blood test for and that when you do start taking vitamin D that you get your blood retested about four months down the line to make sure that you're not getting too much vitamin D. But the safe amounts of vitamin D, you can actually get it from the sun. You will never overdose on vitamin D from the sunshine alone. Right. And Adam, you are in one of the states that has the most amount of sunshine, so you yep. are in a very fortunate position there. Yes, I Whereas am. me living in Ontario, we don't have a whole lot of sunshine except maybe during July and August. Uh -huh. So the rules on how to get vitamin D from the sun is... You want to make sure at least half your skin is exposed. So that means either shorts and a t-shirt or your bathing suit. And the sun has to be at its peak of the day, at its strongest. So think about the shadow that you're, you cast. Your shadow should be shorter than you are tall. So literally the sun is right overhead. And uh, no sunscreen. And it has to be a bl bright blue sky. So these are all of the necessary factors in order to get vitamin D from the sun. And really all you need is about 10 minutes and your body will crank out between 15 and 20,000 units of vitamin D just with that. But if you're not able to do that and get it from sun, you need to get it from vitamin D supplements. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, and there are many, many, many reasons why I moved out of the uh, of the Northeast United States and came to the Southwest. Uh, one of them is, in fact, the issue of sunlight. I spent many years mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it gets so gloomy and overcast there that we would be about, say, late January, maybe beginning of February. I would, I mean... Have you ever heard of anybody actually specifically having a craving for the sun? Oh, I have, yes. Where, where it's like, where it's yeah. like all I want is to feel the rays of the sun upon me. 
Mm-hmm. And like, oh my goodness gracious! I I was drive it was driving me absolutely crazy. We go an entire month with with overcast every single day and no sun in the world. Oh my goodness! And uh, and that was I mean I think I already have a bit of seasonal affective disorder, but that was driving me just completely batty, where I would feel pretty much completely shut down. And when I came to Las Vegas, I discovered two things. First of all, that even during what we call winter, which basically means you have to break out your fall jacket and wear it for a month or two, is uh, <laughs> is um, is even during those times, you could usually count on sunshine. So you're at least getting your vitamin D intake, if nothing else. Uh, another thing is I noticed that because we are right on the eastern edge of the of the Pacific time zone, whereas I don't know where Pennsylvania is in relation to the eastern time zone. I think sometimes somewhere smack right in the middle. Uh, the days yeah, ten- it's in the middle. Yeah, exactly. The days you yeah yeah you're from kind of that part of the world as well, so you would know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the days and nights start earlier here. So I mm-hmm. found yeah. so I found myself whereas when I lived on the east coast it was a major drag for me to pull myself out of bed before 9:30 in the morning sometimes here uh you know not already being up and moving and doing things by 6 a.m. is considered late because I can mm-hmm. count on by 6 o'clock in the morning except for like the very depth of winter for a few weeks there by 6 a.m. I can already count on sunshine coming in through the windows yeah, simple sunshine has such a huge effect. And so what you were describing, you know, having this craving for sunshine, being in such cloudy, overcast weather for months on end, I know that that's like because I was born and raised in Chicago and now I'm living in Ontario and that's all we have. But um, I think what happens is a lot of people just think like, well, this is just normal and everybody feels like this and they don't realize how good it feels to feel good until they actually get out into the bright sunshine, like they take a vacation down south yeah. to Las Vegas or Miami or whatever, and they uh-huh. realize, holy cow, this feels so good to be in the sunshine yeah. and to like feel alive again. I, I have two things working for me here in Las Vegas. First of all is uh, most of the year it's warm enough I can go out on the, and work out on the balcony for part of the day, so I have that going for me. And uh, during the times of the year, that's usually about eight or nine months when it's warm enough to to go swimming outside. That's a great way to get sunshine. It's probably really the only way that I can get a tan without instantly burning to a to a crisp is by being underwater. So uh, yeah, because I'm very fair in that way. So that's another benefit for me is I can tan really nicely as long as I'm underwater. And so I get the combination of that and the sun coming down on me. Uh, you know, every day that it's warm enough, I make it part of my ritual to go jump in the pool for about a half hour uh, around what most people consider lunchtime. And I know for a lot of the listeners out there, like having to make the the decision to physically move yourself across the country for your health, a lot of people would not have the courage and the cojones to do what you did, Adam. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I think I'm I think so part proud of, of you for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, part well, part of it is, is is I didn't have the same type of attachments. Um, many people give as the 
is the stated reason why they won't move is like, well, well, my family's here or my kids are in school or, well, you know, I grew up here. I don't want to move away from home. And my thought to that is, number one, home is what you make of it. That's the first thing. And, uh, and it, you know, it came to a point where really I had to look out for myself and recognize that it was my life to live, not somebody else's. So it was important to me to be in a place where I could gain more from the environment. So that's what I did. Fantastic. Yeah, so uh, we have about uh, you know ten minutes left here, and I do want to give you a moment at the end. Uh, but okay. real quick, if you could tell us a few things, you, know, you gave us some vitamin supplements. You know, vitamin B twelve, I take that every day. Vitamin D, I take that as well. Uh, you know, what are a few things our listeners can implement other than the vitamin supplements starting today? Because I know that some are saying, "Boy, Adam, will you just shut up and say thanks to Carrie so I can <laughs> run to the store?" Because they want to go do this. They want to do something to boost their energy levels, give them more brain clarity and help sharpen their memory relatively quickly. So in nine minutes, what can they do? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I think we'll have lots of time in our nine minutes to figure this out. So you know that old phrase, it's like, I eat, breathe, and sleep, and then you fill in the blank. Like yes. for me, I eat, breathe, and sleep functional medicine. Like I love it. It's my passion in life. And I also eat, breathe, and sleep my business. And I right. think for a lot of the listeners out there, they would probably say the same thing. So we're going to build on that. So um, just let's think about the eat first. So in the eat category, we can think about um, something like start eating a healthier diet. Um, a lot of your listeners already know that they should be eating healthier, maybe cutting down on caffeine, cutting down on sugar, eating a good breakfast first thing in the morning that is loaded with protein. Yep. And even considering maybe switching over to the paleo diet if you so incline. And with the eating category, we didn't talk about this earlier, but um, making sure you're drinking enough water too. Because a lot of us, we're sitting at our desk and we forget to drink our water and we get dehydrated during the day. And I actually had an entrepreneur come up to me um, last week. He also had a, a copy, a sneak peek copy of my entrepreneurial fatigue program. And he said, Dr. Kerry, that tip on drinking water is the bomb. So basically my tip is this. When you're sitting at your desk and you start to feel like your brain is slowing down, you're just not thinking as clearly as you should, my tip is you take and you drink a huge glass of water. Just drink it down and that's going to help revive your energy right there. And to make sure that you're getting enough water during your day, there's a simple trick. Again, it has to do with your body weight. So your body weight, whatever that number is, cut it in half. And then that number in ounces is how much water you should be drinking during the day. So if you weigh 180 pounds, that means you need to be drinking 90 ounces of water every day, which is close to 9, 10 glasses of water every day. And so, like, you could yeah. just line that up on your desk or in your kitchen or wherever in your office and make sure you drink all of that. Yeah. Or another so thing that's you can, the yeah, Another thing you can do is you get, a, like, a like a 91-ounce container or greater and, yeah. fill, and fill it with uh, nice, uh, clean water in the morning, put it in your refrigerator, and just know you're going to down that thing over the course of the day. Yes, that's an excellent idea. So that's eat. So we have eat, breathe, sleep. So now we'll talk about breathe. So we talked a little bit earlier about you could get a simple vibration bracelet to remind you to take a deep breath yep. or five deep breaths once an hour. You could put uh, 
You could put a reminder in your calendar uh, to pop up once an hour to just take five minutes and take some deep breaths. You can practice um, the meditation that I talked about earlier, the, the color breathing, breathing in your favorite color, seeing it in your mind, seeing it flood all through your body, and then breathing out a color that you hate. And there's many, I mean, really, there's many different types of meditation and breathing exercises. You could do a YouTube or a Google search, and there are millions of pages out there. So just find something that works for you. So that's part of the challenge, I find, is always finding the thing that works best for you, and it's different for everybody. And you only know by trial and error. So that's eat, breathe, and then the last one is sleep. So we talked a little bit earlier about you know turning off the electronic gadgets a couple hours before you need to go to bed. And the other tip that I have on this, and this has worked across the board, is to wear a simple eye mask when you go to bed at night. So we have, we I know I do, and I assume most people do, in their bedroom, they have the uh, the light that shines off of their alarm clock. They have the light that shines off their uh, cell phone charger. They have the light that shines off their TV or whatever el- electronic gadgets. Those tiny little amounts of light, plus the light that kind of creeps in around your window shades. Yep. All of that, all of that blunts your melatonin production. And so simply wearing an eye mask, I mean a $5 eye mask that you can go buy at Bed Bath & Beyond, that can change your life dramatically because it blocks out all of that light, which means you're going to slip into deeper amounts of sleep. And because you're slipping into deeper amounts of sleep, you're going to feel up, you're going to wake up feeling so much more rested. I've often had patients just do this and their energy starts going up within the week. And they tell me, Dr. Carey, I don't need more amounts of sleep. I just am getting deeper amounts of sleep. Oh my gosh. And I'm feeling so much better just with that one thing. So those are my tips on the eat, breathe, and sleep. Wow. Uh, and that, and certainly, I think a lot of us can go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy an eye mask this afternoon. There's a Bed Bath & Beyond right by where I'm heading. Uh, uh, you know, it's right near where my gym is. So I can do that There today. you go, Adam. There we go. I may, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm going to get some. Now, we have about, uh, we have literally two minutes left before they shut us off here. So what I'd like to do is just okay. for one of those minutes, um, you know, turn it around to you and uh, just let our listeners know how they can contact you for some, uh, you know, to learn more about this or to get more engaged. And you know, I also do want to remind people of reclaimyourenergybook.com, which is Carrie's new book. So first off, Adam, I'd love to offer your listeners a free copy of my book. As you know, my book officially launches June 1st. Yep. And so during the month of June, if you would like a free copy of the book, but you would still have to pay the shipping and handling, right. you can get it at www.reclaimyourenergybook.com. And then if you just in general want to learn more about what I do, or if you have a question, you can send me off an email through my website. My homepage is www.drcarry.com. And it's spelled D-R-C-A-R-R-I dot com. And that's where you're going to find um, my podcast, The Functional Medicine Radio Show, um, Dr. Kiri TV, and then all of my blog posts about functional medicine. Great. 
Outstanding. Well, Dr. Carrie Drisga, uh, author of Reclaim Your Energy, I want to thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. This has been an honor and an education. Thank you, Adam. Thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate uh, you, you letting me come on and spread the message about how to cure fatigue uh, using functional medicine. Yeah, I definitely think we're on to something here. So for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and also subscribe to us on iTunes where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.